Welcome to Find Your Peace, Find Your Pace, where we discuss how, in the midst of your own growth and success, you can prioritize the things that keep you sane and healthy. What are the key health and wellness habits that you need to make yourself better in order to grow your business or create success for yourself? I'll share my own journey, as well as bring in different health experts and trusted professionals to share their stories, advice, and experiences to help you find your best peace and pace. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Find Your Peace, Find Your Pace. I have mentioned her before on uh, my previous solo episodes, whether she knows it or not, but I am so excited today to have Sam Katz with me. Uh, So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let her jump in and introduce herself and just give you a little bit of a bio on who she is and what she does. Thank you so much, Melissa. I am so honored to be here. It's such a privilege to, you know, be on your podcast and share my journey alongside yours. So thank you for having me. Um, I am a chief operating officer for an evidence-based nutrition and fitness company called BioLane LLC. We offer a number of products and services, but primarily one-on-one fitness and nutrition coaching. And again, we take an evidence-based data-driven approach. So something that we might get into, can get into, is just how much misinformation there is out there on the internet right now when it comes to nutrition and fitness, especially with social media being what it is now. Um, A lot of opportunities for people to kind of push their own agendas and disregard what the science actually says. So it's something that we're really passionate about. And I'm very fortunate to be a part of this company and aligned with this company. I also manage our nutrition coaching team. We have eight coaches internationally. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And I know when we met, I'm sure you'll share a little bit about how that (laughs) went, but it's been a fun transition into where I am now. Yeah, that's you. You beat me to it. That was literally going to be my next thing is that we met back in either 2017 or 2018. Um, I joined a good friend of mine and came to a personal training session. So at the time you were strictly mostly just personal training. Um, but I loved your style. I loved the way that you trained. Uh, you were very just like simple about it. Like you challenged me, but it was like, we don't need to get crazy here. Like we can start with the foundational things. Um, and one of the things I talked about actually on my personal episode, um, was about how much you worked with me too, just on mindset. Um, so much of going to the gym and, and, having those workouts is really around mindset and challenging yourself and challenging your own growth. But it's been so amazing to watch you and your own journey and to see where you're at now, because the level of knowledge I'm sure you have now compared to when I met you is just exponentially greater. So um, a big part of this podcast is geared towards or driven towards those in the entrepreneur space or those who are um, very career motivated, very career driven. So as someone that's kind of in that space yourself too, um, how have you been able to balance all of these things as you've grown your own career and still be able to keep kind of those foundational elements of health and wellness for yourself? Yeah. You know, that word balance is such an interesting word, I think, especially in today's culture, because especially when it comes to the entrepreneurship space and high performers, um, the idea of balance, you almost have two camps yeah. or two, two spectrums, which is the, there's no such thing as balance, like work, I'll work till I'm dead or I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know, work while everyone else is sleeping, that kind of grind culture. And then you have the other end that really pushes more, more balance. And then there's a whole spectrum in between. So I think for me personally, um, my own personal journey has kind of 
fluctuated from one end to the other and then been able to find that balance that you speak of. Because I think when it comes to, again, especially entrepreneurs and high performers, you kind of see one of two things. You see a lot of people who are perfectionist, all or nothing, black or white kind of people where they're either all in or they're all out. And those also tend to be the people who, if they're so focused on their business and their career, they're putting their health last. But then you have the other people who are trying to do all of the things that high performers do. Um, especially, I know I mentioned social media. There are lots, there's lots of information about the ice baths now and getting sunlight before a certain time of day and just all of these like very minuscule things. So you have your high performers that are trying to do everything and check every box and do all of the morning routines. Um, so I think for me personally, it's been about finding that middle ground. So figuring out what your big rocks are, which are move your body, fuel your body nutritiously with nutritious foods, hydrate your body and get your sleep and have playtime. And those are really the things that, that I've found being able to just focus on those things and focus on being consistent with those things rather than perfect with everything else has really been a game changer for me, especially when it comes to where I'm prioritizing my time and keeping my sanity. Yeah. Yeah. You touched on two or three things there that I think both I'm extremely aligned with, but I think are really just the practical things, right? To the point that as an entrepreneur, there's so much going on in your world and there's so many things that you have to be doing that you really have to focus on your health and wellness. But with that comes the misinformation that you need to be doing everything right. But in order to create a routine or something that's sustainable for you, it really is about those core foundational elements. Like what are the things I know I consistently can do and do well to take care of myself? And then if I want to get an ice bath every, every, you know, every once in a while, great, that's only going to add benefits or, you know, those little things. But what are those foundational things, you know? Um, And to your point on social media, I'm interested to hear, especially because of the grind culture, right, which I'm super anti-grind culture. uh, What what are some of the biggest pieces of misinformation that you feel like are out there that especially cater to someone who's career-driven or entrepreneurial that they may be likely to fall for or, or... see as a, a truth when it's actually misinformation? Yes. So something that I'm most passionate about is really, this is more less of the fitness space and more of the nutrition space. And what you see is a lot of people on the internet right now pushing different trends or fads like keto is optimal or carnivore is optimal or, um, you know, cutting out sugar or the saying, if, there's an ingredient that you can't pronounce, don't eat it. You know, that's kind of a more like whole food focus. There's just so much information out there and it's really just creating so much confusion and overwhelm for people and, and fear mongering. People are terrified to eat food now. So when you have someone who already has that high performance mindset and perfectionist mindset, and now their focus on nutrition, they're told that they need to be doing X, Y, and Z, or they're going to get cancer or they're going to die or they're going to get diabetes or all of these different things. They're now overwhelmed and terrified to just have a balanced life. And I think that that really is a massive struggle because it's hard enough already to prioritize a nutritious, healthy diet, let alone throw all this misinformation out there that is really, you know, really truly damaging to people's overall well-being, their mental health and their physical health as well. And 
So I think when you come across someone on social media who is um, very much an all or nothing person where they feel very strongly about this is the right way to do things, that should be a red flag for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that would be the biggest thing. I think people um, will be better off being more flexible with their food than they're being told to be on social media and in culture. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think it's also too about, again, what's sustainable for you and what may work for someone else. Like keto may work really great for someone. I could never be a keto person. So for me to try to do a keto diet and stick to it, I'm going to fail. I know that. So if I believe that keto is the only way, then I'm also setting myself up for failure in my own health and wellness journey because I'm going to keep trying to do something that's not practical for me as a person. And it's also when we say what's most sustainable for you, it's like, also, what are your goals though? Yeah. Like, are you someone who is trying to lose fat? Are you someone who is trying to build muscle? Are you someone who is just trying to maintain and live a healthy, balanced lifestyle? You know, your answer to those questions are also going to help someone who's working with you um, provide an adequate suggestion, solution, recommendation, you know, based on those goals at the same time. And I think, again, just the society that we're in and diet culture, I would say nine people out of 10 are trying to lose weight, trying to lose a couple pounds, whatever that is. Sadly, you know, people are trying to change their bodies in that way. And so I think from a fat loss perspective, absolutely. It's, you know, people say, what's the best diet for me? It's the one that you can stick to long-term. Yeah, no, agreed. And, you know, for me too, I'm in a place where my goals are to, to be active and be healthy. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to do anything than just have a sustainable well lifestyle. So, you know, I had a frozen chicken patty for lunch. So for someone who's trying to lose fat, like that's not ideal, but I also knew, you know, I'm short on time. So, um, in your space, I assume you guys probably do work with and see a lot of entrepreneurs. Definitely. What are some of the, the biggest challenges that you have to address when working with them in terms of just schedule and what they're looking to accomplish. Like just give me a little bit of insight into that and and what it's typically like when you're working with someone who is of kind of the the demographic or the mindset that we're talking about. Yeah. I think it kind of goes back to what I mentioned a little bit earlier, which is that all or nothing black and white perfectionist mindset. Um, Oftentimes you have people who are high achievers and overachievers. So they're trying to do everything right. And when they have a misstep, they tend to just say F it and they go into, I'm just going to eat everything or I'm just going to stop training. Like I'm a failure. So I'm just going to go ham kind of mentality. And it's really about helping those people. You know, the analogy is like, if you pop one tire driving, you're not going to go and pop the other three because you popped one, you know? And so for us, it's really more about, okay, you had a little misstep, you know, you can't fall off the wagon if you never get on a wagon is another thing that I like to say. So if you just, if you're looking long-term and not short-term and thinking about the sustainability factor, again, it's less about being perfect and it's more about what you can sustain while keeping like your mental health intact. So I think for us, it's really about um, managing expectations, managing that perfectionist all or nothing mindset, and also providing these people who are super busy, entrepreneurial, high achieving people with um, tools and education that can help them throughout their daily lives. Cause these are also people who are traveling a lot for work or they're going to social events. They're entertaining clients where there's food and drinks involved. So it's really managing 
their their lifestyle, you know, and helping to give them again the education primarily and also the tools to be able to navigate those situations throughout their daily life. Yeah, no, I love that. And and very much so that was kind of my next question of when you are someone who's in this space, we know wellness is not all or nothing. And typically there's kind of that middle, right? But you're also someone who is having to go to networking events, probably drinking more than the average person in social situations or just put in general situations where maybe these things are not aligned with you. But with that said, like obviously diet and exercise, right, are are foundational things. But how can someone kind of maintain that balance for themselves when they are in these situations or they are traveling? Like what do you guys typically recommend or or what's the advice you give in order to, to still have that balance but still live your life in the way that you have to based on the career that you have? Yeah, I think, again, first and foremost, it's getting an understanding of what that person's goal is. So if this is someone who's just trying to maintain a healthy, balanced lifestyle and perform in the workplace and at home, you know, live well, that's one thing. If it's somebody who has a fat loss goal, that's another thing. So I think, first and foremost, I'd want to get clear on what that person's goal is. But again, it comes down to providing them with education and tools. So healthy swaps, like if you're someone who travels a lot and you're at the airport a lot, being able to provide that person with healthy options when it comes to airport food. You know, I know our coaching team provides a number of resources, PDFs, things like that for people who travel to just be like, almost like an eat this, not that kind of thing. But also helping people to be really aware of more mindful movement. I think there's a heavy emphasis on being in a gym setting and that the only workout is one where you're sweating and panting and you're in a gym um, or you're out on a run and that's just really not the case. I mean, mindful movement can be getting up and stretching in the morning. I think walking is the most underrated form of exercise possible. Um, getting up and, and honestly, like dancing, doing things that are silly. I think incorporating those into your daily life are super important, not just for your physical health, but for your mental health. So helping people also understand that you don't have to be in the gym five days a week to be, to add movement into your lifestyle. Um, and when it comes to the, drinking and social events, again, what is your goal? Because if you, if your goal is fat loss, there are certain sacrifices, you know, that you need to make. So it's also understanding that, okay, we, we want flexibility. We want you to be able to go out and enjoy a couple drinks, but truly everything in moderation, right? So instead of having six drinks, when you go out, have two, then have soda and water, you know, for the rest, have something in your hand, keep your hand busy, whatever, get your sleep, make sure that you're rehydrating after that. And just being mindful, if you know that you have an event coming up, being mindful the earlier days in the week to maybe be a little more regimented um, so that you have a little more flexibility on the weekend. And again, not just kind of throwing, throwing things to the wind just because you have an event coming up. Yeah. You, I, I love the fact that you use the term mindful movement. That has been probably one of the biggest shifts in my own life personally this year that's made the biggest impact. I really only have probably two, sometimes three um, intense workouts a week, and, and that's on a good week. Most of the time, it really is just going to move my body. Like I'm not killing myself. I'm, I'm you know, lifting weight that, that gives me resistance or going on walks, but like just increasing that level of movement and really being conscious about that. And, you know, if you've been sitting at your computer for three hours and you have a half hour break between calls, how can I use that time to just move my body, get up, take a break from my mind? You know what I mean? And, and optimally perform better because of those things. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, myself, I just got 
a, um, a walking treadmill. It doesn't have an incline. It only goes up to four miles an hour, but that's something where if I find myself where it's one of those days where I'm just at, at my desk all day or it's raining outside or here in Tampa, it's a million degrees. And quite frankly, <laughs> I just don't feel like walking outside. Right. Um, it's nice to have an option in my home where I can just get those steps in. Like you said, instead of sitting in a chair, get up, um, get a few steps in, stretch, breath work, you know, all of that stuff I, I feel like is so important. And that's been a massive shift actually for me too, having been uh, a bodybuilder, which, you know, and a competitor, um, it was very, you know, go to the gym six days a week, lift heavy weights, only eat five different foods. And it's just changed so dramatically for me. Yeah. For the better. Yeah. No, I love to, I love to hear that from you too and hear your own story. Um, when you're, when you're working with some of the people that we're talking about, and, you know, say that you have someone that's kind of starting at one extreme where they're, they, they have no wellness practices, they have no knowledge of exercise or nutrition, and they start working with you and they, they start to see success and they start to see success, obviously, in the, the physical side of things. But what else or what are some of the other ways that you have kind of seen the evolution in someone um, as they're, they're working with you and kind of going through this journey? Like, what are some of the other benefits or the results you see that maybe we don't typically think about? I love that question. You know, I really believe how you do anything is how you do everything. That sounds a little cliche probably also. But what I found is that people who start getting more consistent and regimented with their physical health and going to the gym, I mean, they just walk around with their head held a little higher. I think that people think that confidence is something that you get before you do the thing that's scary. But really, confidence comes from doing the scary thing over and over again. And it comes from that experience. So what I see is that people, when they start getting consistent and they start holding themselves to a higher, a higher standard and they start showing up for themselves and increasing that self integrity, you know, keeping their word to themselves, that just translates into everything else that they do. They have more confidence. Their relationships are better. Their career is thriving. Um, you really just see the trickle effect and the spillover into all the areas of their life. And they start to realize that they can do hard things and they just walk different. And it's so cool to see. And I also, I've seen a lot of people that I've trained go on to get super passionate about health and fitness. I feel like you're one of them. I mean, you always had that, like even before I met you, but I think the more that you started to see what you were capable of, the more you wanted to share with other people what they're capable of if they just stick to it, you know? And I think that that's such a beautiful thing. You're going to make me cry over here. <laughs> um, didn't expect that. Um, no, but absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, just like the little things, I find myself to your point, you know, being more organized um, when I have free time, not choosing to just like always veg out on the couch. Like, yes, I need rest time and downtime, but like maybe reading a self-help book or there's that extra load of laundry I could run and, it sounds so simple, but once you're you're creating this foundation, this routine for yourself, and then these other things start to happen, I feel like just my anxiety as a person and just the way I feel about myself and the way I trust myself and the way I care about myself is just so significantly impacted that I don't want to stop doing these things, right? Like now it's become a part of who I am and a part of my identity because so many other things happen as a result. Absolutely. And I think I love what you just said about your identity, because I think part of this is when you think about your ideal self and you're faced with a decision to either, you know, get up and go to the gym or don't to do that load of laundry or don't, you kind of have to pause, especially as you're just getting into it and think like, 
what would the person that I'm trying to be like, what would that person do? And you start to embody that person and it does become your identity. And so your daily behaviors identify more with that person than the person that you once were. And I think, you know, exercise, sleep, hydration, mindfulness exercises, like all of these things are shown to improve also your cognitive health and your cognitive performance and your energy levels. So aside from just embodying that identity and that becomes a part of who you are, like you truly, you have more energy and more cognitive capacity to do those things. Whereas before, when you weren't treating your body as well, you just didn't have as much energy. So you'd rather sit on the couch because you're tired or, you know, you're, you're hungry. You're not, because you're not nourishing properly. Whereas now you not only have that kind of confidence, but you also physically, physiologically have more energy and more mental clarity to be able to perform and do those things. Whereas before you didn't. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and to that point, actually, that's how this podcast finally got launched. It's been something that's been sitting in my Google Drive for a year. And the more and more that I got structured and, and regimented in my own routine and my own habits, these evenings that used to be spent just laying on the couch doing nothing, I'm like, well, you know what? I still have the time and the energy and like, let's just do it, you know? So absolutely. Yes. Love that. Um, okay. So as we start to wrap up here, kind of bringing everything together. If you had to give listeners one piece of advice, what would it be? Can I give two pieces? I guess I think that are important. Okay. So the first one would be kind of going back to what I said before about high performers and overachievers wanting to do all of the things. And what I would say is to just slow down and focus on those big rocks, which is just move your body, nourish your body, get your sleep, drink your water kind of thing. Um, and like you said, if you want to throw in an ice bath here and there, because it makes you feel good. If you want to like the sunlight thing, I do think it's important to get sunlight. Don't get me wrong. Like these things are great additives and they're only going to add to your performance. Don't get so overwhelmed with doing all of the things that a, you're not enjoying it and B it's not something that you can sustain. So just focus on those big rocks first and foremost. And the others are just, you know, kind of the cherry on top. And the other thing would be, and this is something that again, I have experienced personally is, I don't know if you're familiar with like the wheel of life, but it's kind of, you can visualize kind of like a pie chart and it's all of these different areas of your life. So your social life, your love, romantic life, your finances, your um, career, your spiritual life. And you put a dot on a scale of say one to 10, you put a dot as to where you would rank yourself in each of those areas. So maybe in finances, you're a 10, but your social life, you don't have one. So you're a one or a two and you do this going around the wheel and then you take a line and you connect the dots and you see the shape that that wheel makes. And it kind of tells you where you're lacking balance in your life. And I know that I've been in a position before where some there it's so off that that wheel would never roll. You know, it's like the missing piece. Did you ever yeah. read that book when you were a kid? Yeah. 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 And there's, so it's just jagged and there's no way that it, that it would actually roll. And I think that if people do that on a consistent basis, whether that's quarterly, every six months or every year to evaluate, okay, where am I most healthy? Because I really believe wellness is, is holistic and it includes all of these different areas, not just your physical health to then be able to be like, okay, maybe I'm actually focusing so much on for me it was I'm focusing so much on my health and fitness when I was competing that yeah I had zero social life I had no love life I was spending all of my money on that 
as well. So it was just, I may have been really high in this area, but all these other areas in my life, my life were really lacking. So it forced me to self-reflect and reevaluate where my priorities were so that I could live a more healthy, fulfilled, balanced life. So I would just encourage people to check that out and do a little self-reflection every now and again to see if, you know, where they might be struggling. Yeah, no, I love that. That's great. It's great, great example. And something that um, now I'm like, well, now I want to go do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good. So as we wrap up, if people want to find you, tell us how they can find you. Sure. They can find me on Instagram at the real underscore Sam Katz. And a little bit of a shameless plug here. I definitely encourage anyone listening who is interested in the health and fitness space, whether it's for themselves or just out of curiosity to check out um, Team BioLane on Instagram, which is just at Team BioLane, B-I-O-L-A-Y-N-E. That's our fitness and nutrition coaching team. And it's just loaded with lots of good education and information as well as BioLane.com slash coaching. Yeah, I'll be sure to um, include those links in the the podcast description as well as uh, the Instagram post when I share it. So without uh, further ado, thank you so much, Sam, for being here. It was so great to see you again and to connect and uh, just to have an opportunity to have you share all that that you've learned and all of the knowledge you have and possess um, with listeners. I'm, I'm really excited to get this out here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so proud of you and love watching your journey. So just keep inspiring. 